Welcome to Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star Sports Podcast presented by First Federal. It's Monday, September 19th, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. So this happened on Sunday afternoon at Children's Mercy Park as the Kansas City Current trailed the Portland Thorns 1-0 with about a minute remaining in extra time. Mace and Edmonds are over it. Crowd is into it here. Children's Mercy Park. That is rolled into the path of Mace who drills it. Haley Mace with a firecracker equalizes for Kansas City. Look what it means to them. And with one minute left of injury time, it's level again. Incredible. One each. Yes, Hallie Mace got the job done, and the current forged a 1-1 draw that left the team tied for second place in the NWSL standing. Two games remain in the regular season, and the current is looking to, well, win the league, but finish in the top two to earn a first-round bye in the playoffs. It has been an amazing season for the current, an organization in its second season. The team, hastily put together last year, finished in last place. Now it has a chance to finish first. It's a tribute to owners Angie and Jeff Long and Brittany Mahomes, coach Matt Potter, and a well-put-together roster that has developed amazing chemistry. I think that's the best way to describe a team that has a minus-two goal differential but has lost only five of its 20 games. The momentum isn't only on the field. In a couple of weeks, the club will host a groundbreaking ceremony on its new stadium expected to be completed by 2024. The current already has constructed a new training facility and is now building a new home for its games. The facility and the stadium are the first to be built specifically for a women's professional soccer franchise. On today's show, we'll hear from midfielder Kristen Edmonds. She's a veteran of international and NWSL soccer and has been part of the league since 2014. I enjoy getting her perspective because of her experience. Edmonds has seen it all in the NWSL. After a break, we'll hear from the team's executive director of communications, Danny Welniak. Kansas City sports followers know her from her years at Channel 5 as a sports director and an anchor. She joined the current's front office earlier this year. Okay, let's get started with midfielder Kristen Edmonds, and I've got to apologize up front for the sound. We did the interview outdoors on a windy day, so you'll hear a Kansas City breeze blowing through our conversation. Also, the chat occurred with the current coming off a four-zip loss and before Sunday's game. Here's Kristen Edmonds. You're a veteran. Um, how, how satisfying and gratifying are seasons like this? They, mean, they don't come around yeah, every year. They obviously don't, you know what I mean? And you put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into you know the game that we love to play. And to have a team like this and a club like this to play for and have us do so well is definitely something that you look forward to as a professional. Um, you know what? So far it's going well, but we're not even close to done yet. You know, there's a lot of work to still be done, but to be able to enjoy the process is definitely something special. What did the season didn't start out great, mm-hmm. obviously, and there may be some extenuating circumstances with that. <laughs> um, but were you confident throughout, even early on, that this team could be absolutely this good? in preseason? I kept saying like, this just feels different. Something just feels different. Like it feels special. Um, 
literally from day one we've started to build something like I said really special um, and obviously it's you can see it on the field but what everybody doesn't get to see is off the field and how we are with each other um, obviously our owners has, have done an amazing job with what's around us um, building this cl club up you know from the out from the inside out but you know behind the closed doors we all get along really well and we just have so much fun being together and it clearly translates when we get out onto the pitch let the record show we're standing on a brush <laughs> <laughs> practice field um in behind. Building behind we're just building behind and not everybody in, in fact nobody else nobody else yeah has this and yeah i know you spoke to it on the day it was dedicated yeah um and has the has the newness worn off or uh... <laughs> to be honest like not really it's a little bit you know surreal like just being able to come and be like i'm going to work today and to have this you know be my place of work um obviously besides game days but yeah it's definitely like some every once in a while i'll still have to pinch myself and be like this is really happening but you know we deserve it we work for this we work our entire careers to play for a club like this and to be able to play for Kansas City is definitely something special and hopefully we can continue it throughout the rest of the season. And not the end of construction for, right. you know, for, for the current. Yeah. Uh, would, would you like to be around for the 2024 season? Uh, we will see, you know. Um, that stadium is going to be amazing and um, uh, for me I'm just really happy to see not just the club moving forward but women's soccer moving forward. Um, you know what I mean? Like these little moments here are big milestones so just to be able to see, you know, where it's come from to where it is now and where it's going to continue to go is um, just something cool for me to see and maybe be a part of. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, stay tuned for that. Um, well, how about let's go back to the team yeah. and, and uh, the identity of this team. Mm -hmm. What You know, it's, it's strange in that your goal differential is, you know, is upside down. <laughs> yeah. But you are where you are in the standing how, yeah how does that happen um i mean i think we kind of just put our head down and focus on us um i know matt says all the time like we need to be better at us than everybody else needs to be being at them but it's the truth you know we come in here we focus on the things that we can control everything else is out of our control um so we try to do the best at what we we can and um just day in, day in and day out, you know, he always says like that 1% better and we really truly focus on that. So I think how we kind of started the regular season moving into now, obviously we had a little hiccup this week, but you can just see how far we've progressed and it's literally been minuscule every single game. And I think we're just peaking at the right time now and it's just a buildup of the entire season. We might not have a hundred goals and we might not have 50 shutouts, but we compete every single game and you know that's what we're here to do seems like you do what it takes to win games exactly yeah um so how does that how does that postseason play i mean is this is, wins the way you guys win build confidence i mean yeah obviously like shutouts we would love to have have them all the time <laughs> um but the fact that we've had to come back from being down you know, it's just, uh, it shows our character and shows, you know, our willingness to, to compete and get these, these wins and get these three points. And even though we are where we are in the table, um, no one has clinched anything yet. You know, the table is so, so tight. So we know what we're capable of doing. Now it's just a matter of implementing that uh, come this weekend. 
Where, where does this team in this season rank on your list of faves in your career? Yeah, no, I absolutely love this team. Like, this is by far um, my favorite club, and I really, really enjoy being around my teammates and playing with them. Um, this year will definitely stick with me for a long time. I bet. I bet. Yeah. <laughs> All right. What did I ask you that I need to ask you about this team? More philosophical than anything. Oh. Did you ask her about her favorite PR person? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, that's everyone's. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think our potential. You know, this is like year two for us, but our potential moving forward, I think, is really high. Our ceiling is really high. Um, I really don't think we're close to it. So. talk about last year and uh, it, was, it was such a thrown together yeah. at the last minute and, and uh I, it, any win was such a, an achievement last season yeah uh, and it, good people were, yeah, were there yeah of course of course honestly we don't really talk about it too much um maybe a joke here and there you know about our facility but um yeah, yeah we we really focus on like what's in front of us and what's ahead of us one day at a time and i think that is also why we're doing so well you know we don't really dwell in the past and we don't look too far in the future um but yeah we're definitely enjoying enjoying the little moments for sure very good all right Chris. <laughs> thank you so much thank for you talking Appreciate to me it. yeah first home is a huge milestone but the journey there can be confusing first federal bank of kansas city is here to make it simple after nearly a century of serving the kc community our loan advisors have experience in every type of housing market with a short phone call we can give you a free rate quote and talk through loan options no pressure no obligation the road to home ownership can be simple with first federal bank get started with a free quote at ffbkc.com homes first federal bank of kansas city because banking is personal member fdic equal housing lender Hey, this is Blair. There are several ways to access the Star Sports section. Let me tell you about a couple of them. There is Sports Pass. For $12.99 a month, you get unlimited digital access to all of the Star Sports content, including beat writing, columns, features, pretty much everything we write. The deal renews monthly until you tell us to cancel. For $159.99 a year, you get everything the Star has to offer digitally, including sports and the e-edition. Go to KansasCity.com and drop down to the bottom of the page where it says start a subscription for more information. Your support has never been more important. As always, thanks for reading and listening. Danny Welniak covered sports for Channel 5 since 2016, but we first met when she was working in Wichita TV before coming to Kansas City. She was often a one-woman crew setting up the camera and then broadcasting from in front of it. In June, she was named the Executive Director of Communications for the Kansas City Current, and she spoke about the team, the season, and the drive to sell tickets for 2024, the first year of the new stadium. Danny, it is great to see you. It's always great to see you, um, but it's especially good when the team that you're working for uh, is in first place and uh, and you're uh, on the cusp of uh, of a groundbreaking for a new stadium. So seems like life is good these days. You know, it certainly has been, Blair. There's been uh, a lot of things that I'm getting to see from fresh eyes, a new perspective. And um, really, this organization is really cool to watch from the inside because you're a part of history. You're a part of the, the ground floor of 
something so much bigger. And um, what the organization and what the Kansas City Current are doing right now is, you know, something that's never been done before. So to be able to see what's going on on the pitch be so successful, to be at the top of the standings, even though they're fresh off of a loss after going 13 unbeaten, um, it's still really cool to see that kind of success emanate on the pitch. But then also it being just as successful and exciting off the pitch with, like you mentioned, the groundbreaking that's coming up, the new training facility that just, you know, was open about two months ago. And then, of course, the new stadium that's coming up here um, on October 6th with the groundbreaking happening. So right around the corner. Yeah, um, I'm really looking forward to that. In fact, before we started talking, I made it a point to, to go back and look at uh, some of the renderings. And boy, it's just going to be gorgeous, isn't it? Oh, it's going to be beautiful. State of the art. There's so many different things that make it um, unique and first of its kind, which I think is really cool. It's going to be super intimate. There's only 11,500 um, fans. That's the capacity that it allows inside of it. And so um, from the, the teal seats to the exquisite suites, there's so many different things that will make it different and make it really, really cool. It's going to be that experience, I think, that fans will go maybe for the first time. If you're not a soccer fan or if you are a soccer fan, it's still going to be a first of a kind experience and they'll leave wanting to come back and wanting more. And so I really think the way that the stadium is also designed, it, it's very much player first. Yes, but it's also fan first. And the experience is what um, Angie and Chris and Brittany and, and all the ownership group really wants fans to get out of it is that this is, this is a stadium made for Kansas City specifically. It's made for the players, and it's not just a great stadium for women's soccer, but it's also going to be just a great stadium, period. Right, and, and you know, the Royals have talked a lot about uh, moving to downtown at some point. Um, whenever that happens, you're going to beat them there. And uh, the, the location is, is, uh, is also notable, isn't it, uh, to be on the – you know, on the riverfront, the, the first stadium to, to be built downtown. Well, since municipal, since, uh, you know, the, the Kansas City A's and then the Royals spent their first few years in, a, in essentially a downtown stadium. I love that about this one, that it's, you know, it's going to be in downtown and really continue the, the growth and the renaissance of, of downtown Kansas City. Yeah, the fact that it's on the riverfront, it's in downtown, I've talked to a bunch of different people, including Kathy Nelson, just about how much this is a big part of changing the riverfront. It's a big part of changing downtown and what that landscape is going to look like and the fact that it's going to be really accessible for most people. Like we have this vision, right, of like Arrowhead and Kaufman, but this kind of changes a fan's perspective and a fan's mentality of, okay, you know, we're going to have to take, you know, public transportation or we're going to have to walk or there's bikes that are accessible to get to it. Um, but fans in that area should have no problem getting to a game. And so I think that's what's kind of cool about it being downtown and just the atmosphere that there's going to be a lot of stuff built up around it. And it's going to be this like beacon of um, more, um, more more buildings, more more bars, more restaurants, more um, apartment complexes, like just whatever's building being built up around it, I think is is what people need to really look forward to too, is that it's gonna be this awesome experience both inside the stadium and also around the stadium as the first downtown stadium for Kansas City. 
Yeah, it strikes me as a, you know, a stadium built for 21st century Kansas City. And, yep. you know, um, look, the, the, when the Truman Sports Complex was completed, it was a marvel, right? It was the, the first football and baseball stadiums built side by side specific to those, uh, you know, to those sports. And there was a lot of, um, you know, a lot of congratulations for, for Kansas City for designing them and putting them where they were. And the idea of putting them where they were was because of convenience for the, you know, for the motorist. And, mm-hmm. and that was significant when, when those were, uh, when those were constructed, but, you know, the current building, the, it's downtown stadium and the Royals considering doing that. Just, I think we've changed and, and, uh, the ideas of how to consume sports in person have changed. And this is, uh, this is how it needs to be done going forward. You, 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 you want to be able to walk to a stadium and you want to have the bars and the restaurants and entertainment available to you uh, near the stadium, walkable distance, make it part of the downtown fabric. And that's what we're getting with, uh, with, with this stadium. Now, uh, yeah. just this week, you've, um, uh, the, the team uh, you know, wanted to kind of get a jump on ticket sales for 2024. Tell us how that's tell us how that's going to work, how it's working now and and how does how does 2023 how was that impacted by uh, by what you're trying to do for the following year? Well the beautiful thing about um, 2023 is that if you're already a season ticket member in 2023 you have your priority for choosing a ticket a ticket and a seat and being a season ticket holder for the 2024 season when the new stadium comes around so our big 913 day was a big push to make sure that you put down your season ticket deposits um if you're a season ticket holder but also if you're not a season ticket holder and you want to be in 2024 so we had four different levels of um, stadium ticket deposits that the Kansas City Current ended up putting out there on 913. And that was the first day that they accepted, actually physically accepted the, de- the deposits. Um, and it was the uh, the club seats, the general reserve, uh, the supporters deposit, and then there was also the suite deposit. So four different levels of deposit, depending on what you're kind of looking forward to or what you want what you're envisioning as a fan wanting to be a season ticket holder as um and so far it's going really well so we're really excited about it and uh, we are we're still accepting deposits now so i'm hoping that that success continues yeah um so next year obviously children's mercy park one last year in uh, where sporting kc plays shares the stadium with uh, uh, with sporting kc and then 2024 with the, uh, you know, the NWSL season begins pretty early in the calendar year, right? I mean, so um, once the groundbreaking hits, I, I, I see nonstop construction going on, you know, the cranes and, uh, and everything else, uh, you know, involved with construction going full, you know, full go for once it begins. Well, and what's crazy is that's kind of the MO, right, is that a lot of it is sustainability and the idea of the construction behind it and how the stadium is built. It goes back to even the training facility that it didn't take long for the training facility to be put up either. And so, you know, looking at that one year window, you're like, oh, that feels like a short amount of time. But everyone from ownership to the construction group and all of the designers and everyone involved it, it doesn't seem like it's going to be any kind of problem so 
um, that that's what's really cool and really exciting about it is that you'll turn right around from groundbreaking on October 6th here in uh, 2022 and have a stadium ready to go by the time that NWSL season kicks off like April, March, April-ish uh, for 2024. Right. So how much, um, how much impact has the success of this year's team had on, um, on, on not only just ticket sales and the enthusiasm for the, the new stadium, but, um, but just, just, just on the franchise. I mean, this is a franchise that's what a year and a half old and went through a full season was not successful on the pitch, but the fact that they got it up and running with just a few weeks notice was incredible uh, to even have a team. And then in, in year two, being in first place with a couple weeks to go in the regular season, pretty much uh, clinching. They haven't clinched anything yet, but I think it's at this point kind of expecting to have a first round buy in the playoffs, which would be pretty amazing. It's an incredible turnaround from where this organization was a year ago to where it is now. And I think that you look at the product on the pitch and you can't deny that the success on the pitch, and especially during that 13 unbeaten um, streak, that fan support was there. Kansas City supports this team like nobody else that I've ever seen. Um, but then also the more successful they became, the more you see the fan backing and the more momentum and the more excitement. And I think Blair, you and I have had conversations about how players become like lovable and how you can enjoy them. And I think the current and the athletes on this team are also kind of finding their identity and finding that swagger and like something as simple as the celebrations that Casey is this celebration city with Lil Levanta and her, you know, her fake injury twerk or, um, Haley Mace, you know, scoring a goal and doing the flex and Kristen Hamilton doing the air guitar or the leg guitar. Like, I think that stuff really resonates with Kansas city fans. And I think it resonates with people outside of Kansas city. And that allows those players to be, um, loved to really, um, again, resonate with just regular fans. Um, and I think success, the personality behind the players, and then also what's going on in the front office and how Angie and Chris and Brittany are investing in leaders and putting really good people in place, whether it's, you know, from the technical staff, like Matt Potter and bringing him in and um, even bringing in uh, Cammy, who is the general manager and Allison, who's the president, like everything from the top to the bottom from the front office to the pitch, everything's kind of changing, but it's with the expectation of winning a championship. And so that championship mindset, I think is really important to have just all across an entire organization. And while the everyone out there is seeing the product on the pitch and how the team is being successful, it's a lot of the stuff that's going on behind the scenes as well that's making that possible and also creating that excitement and that momentum. Yeah, you mentioned some of the front office personnel. They came here with experience. Um, they were, you know, seasoned pros when when they when they got here, and that's uh, quite to the advantage of the organization to have uh, those types of professionals working for uh, working for this organization. So, hey, one thing that I've noticed in the, in the times that I have gone to games, and maybe it's just the you know, you're a young mother and I'm a father of three, but I just love how this team connects to youth and boys and girls, right? And after games, how much time the players spend, you know, with 
with, with kids, with families. It just impresses the heck out of me. And, um, and, and I'm glad. And maybe, listen, I'm a jaded journalist. Maybe it's like this everywhere. But this is where I see it. And I'm glad it's happening in my town. Yeah, and that's one of my favorite things about being part of this organization is that, like you mentioned, being a young mom and knowing that, like, like my daughter has these, um, this example to see and look up to and, and see herself being someday, I think is really powerful. And I think it's really important because we've never had this before. And you mentioned you're seeing it in your hometown, you're seeing it in your own backyard. Um, we had... Uh, Gosh, it was, I can't remember exactly which match it was, but um, A.G. French is kind of like the perfect epitome of what you're talking about because she has stayed to sign autographs and talk to kids um, and even just supporters until the lights go off at Children's Mercy Park sometimes. And um, just with, I had a chance to kind of follow her around after the Angel City match, and it was like she had all of these other obligations, but in between the media obligations and, um, you know, going to talk to uh, uh, other people like that she had to talk to, she would stop and like every kid that she saw, she wanted to make sure that not only did she sign an autograph or take a picture, but she also had like a conversation with them. And I think that also is so powerful because it's those moments, Blair, that you know, like with your kids, that even when they're like two or three or four, like they remember for the rest of their lives. And it, it sits with them and it makes them not only AD French fans, right? But it makes them women's soccer fans as they grow up. And so I just think it's so important and it's just so cool to see. No doubt about it. I love the connection that this team is, is gaining with this community, especially with the youth. Okay. Danny, it's always great to catch up with you and hope to see you during the playoffs, if not before. That's the goal. Let's do it. That'll do it for today. Thanks to our Sportsbeat KC staff of Monty Davis, Randy Mason, George Howard, and Jeff Rosen. A salute to our sponsor, First Federal Bank. Their website is ffbkc.com. Also, thanks to Kansas City current midfielder Kristen Edmonds and the team's executive director of communications, Danny Welniak, for sharing their insights. Morning Sports Edition was 46 pages of NFL, college football, golf, baseball, NASCAR playoffs, everything you want in sports. Check it out at liveedition.kansascity.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back soon with another Sports Beat KC.